Welcome to this week's virtual drasha. This week we have the incredible privilege to be Parshas Truma. And it is here that the Torah takes us, begins to take us on an incredible journey in the Mishkan. The Mishkan, the temporary structure which served as the spiritual epicenter for Jewish life during our 40 year sojourn in the desert, during the first few hundred years in which we were in Eretz Yisrael. And of course, the Mishkan contained many kalim, many incredibly important utensils. Very utensils which would be used later on in the Beis HaMikdash that Shlomo HaMelech would build. And kind of at the center stage of these utensils is the Aron, is the Ark. The Aron itself, not just possessing physical beauty, but possessing such incredible spiritual beauty as well. The Aron itself, which contained the broken set of tablets, the whole set of tablets, as well as many other things that the Gemar enumerates. The lid of the Aron had the Kruvim, the two cherub-like figures, perched on top, upstretched wings, and it is between the Kruvim that the Torah tells us that the voice of HaKadosh Baruch Hu could be heard. That when the Ribono Shal Olam communicated with Moshe Rabbeinu, he communicated me Bain Hakruvin from between the cherub like figures. And it's interesting, the construction of the Mishkan is quite fascinating. The, sorry, the construction of the Aron, the Ark, was quite fascinating. The Ark itself was made up of three boxes an interior gold box, a larger wooden box, and then an even larger gold box. So, therefore, again, the Torah tells us this is in Parakhaf Hey Pasikidal of chapter 25, verse 11. So therefore, again, when you looked at the Aron, the interior was gold and the exterior was gold. And it is from now remember, the Aron was the utensil which housed the Torah which housed the luchos, the tablets, broken tablets, whole tablets. Later on, there was a shelf that would also have a Sefer Torah on it. And the Gemar Maseches Yuma, Daf Ayin Beis, page 72a, learns an incredible lesson. The Ark, which represents Torah, the Gemara also understands, is represents the qualities necessary in a Tamut Chacham, in a Torah scholar. Amar Rava, Rava said, any any Torah scholar who's literally again his outside, his exterior is not like his interior is not a Tamtracham. Meaning what Rav is saying, to be a true Tamtracham does not just simply mean to be a repository for knowledge. To be a true Tamtracham means that a person is genuine. And how do you define the meat of being genuine? That my outside is like my inside. Tocho kibaro. What Rav is highlighting is that often it's easy to project an image of piety. But sometimes that's all it is. It's just an image. It's just exterior. What makes the Tamut Chacham so beautiful, so holy, so pure is that the external piety is matched by a true internal piety. And Rav explains this is what HaKadosh Baruch was trying to model for us in the nature of the construction of the Aron. The Aron wasn't simply gold on the outside and wood on the inside. The Aron was gold, beautiful on the outside, and gold on the inside as well. Toho kibaro. The interior is like the exterior. Genuine through and through. So to the Talmud Chacham has to be genuine. Toho kibaro. His inside to match his outside. The Rebbe of Sadigura has a beautiful insight into this. And he quotes the Gemara Masechah's Barachas. And it's a story that we're all familiar with. It's a story where the rabbis made a decision that Rabbi Gamliel could no longer go ahead and continue in his position as Nasi, as the leader of the Jewish people. There's a whole backstory to it which is not important right now. And so remember again, the Gemara discusses, they went through a whole search process. 
who at the end of the search process, who did they choose? None other than Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah. We know this story because remember in the Haggadah, in the Haggadah we quote Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah says, Harayan Yikim ben Shivim Shanam, like 70 years old. That story, that story occurs on the heels of Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah's appointment as Nasi, as the head of the Jewish people. In fact, the Gemara tells us he was in reality only 18 years old. But again, a miracle occurred. The Gemara said he aged overnight and he appeared like he was 70. So Elizabeth ben Azariah is appointed as the new leader of the Jewish people. So it's interesting to see when someone is installed in a position of leadership, like what, are their, what, what is their first act? What, what's the first thing they're going to do? Because often the first thing a person does as a newly installed leader often sets the, ter- or sets the tone for the entire tenure of their leadership. And the Gemara says something amazing. One of the first things that Rabbi Loza ben Azariah did, Silkuhu l'shomer ha-pesach v'nitna lahem rishus l'tamidim likonis. Apparently Rabbi Gamliel had positioned guards by the entranceway of the base Hamedrish of the study hall. Rabbi Loza ben Azariah removed the guards and he said, anyone who wants to come in to study could come and study. Now, why would, why would Rabbi Gamil have stationed guards by the entrance of the base? Imagine the Gemara says, Rabbi Gamil, Omer, Machriz Omer, called Tamid She'ein Tolcho Kibaro, Lo Yikanis the base Hamedrish. Rabbi Gamil said, Gamil said, any student who's literally, again, exterior is not like his interior, or I should say, Tolcho Kibaro, that his interior is not like his exterior. In other words, Rabbi Gamil wanted to say like this, only genuine Tamid Chachamim have a right to enter into the Beis HaMedrash, have a right to enter into the study hall. If you're not tocho kibaro, if you're not genuine, if your insides don't match your outsides, in other words, if you're just portraying an external piety, but that external piety is not matched by an internal piety, Rabbi Gamil said, we're not letting you in. So the first sort of Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah does is he removes the guards and he, op- he throws open the doors of the Beis HaMedrash. Anyone who wants to come in to learn has the ability to learn. And in fact, the Gemara says that day, that day, they had to add so many more benches to the base Medrash because Baruch Hashem, there was a rush. There was like a sea of people who were yearning to come in. So it's a fascinating story and it's a fascinating distinction between the models of Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah and Rabbi Gamil. Almost as if Rabbi Gamil is trying a little bit more of a purist, almost like, like a little bit more of like an ivory tower versus Rabbi, Gamil, Rabbi Lazar ben Azariah who was more just, just get the masses in. Again, Rabbi Gamil had his reasons, and in fact, again, his reasons had much merit associated with them. But the Rabbi of Sadigura focuses on a detail in the story. He says, I don't understand. Rabbi Gamil put a guard by the entrance we have the base medrash. So first of all, before we even get to the, before we get to the question, so remember, where does Rabbi Gamil's hashkafa come from? of appointing a guard, only people who are tocho kibar comes from the Aron. Just like the Ark in this week's parasha, the outside was gold, the inside was gold. It was genuine, it was pure through and through. So it's Rabbi Gamliel thought, like the Aron, who gains entry into a base medrash? Ultimately, again, only those who are gold on the inside and the outside. Good. Astarev Sadigur, I don't understand. So he puts, a, he puts a guard there. Okay, what's the goal? The goal is to keep out genuine people. How is the guard going to know? So the guy shows up at the door of the base Medrash, right? And, and what, what, is, what is the guard looking for when he says, Tocho Kibaro? What, what, in other words, how, how, do you, how do you test that? How can you see that? How was this guard at the door able to measure 
who was genuine and who wasn't genuine. And dear friends, the Rebbe of Sadigura says something absolutely amazing. Listen to his words. In reality, what Rabbi Gamil ordered was the doors to the base medrash were shut. They were shut, they were locked. And the guard in front of the door barred everyone from entry. No one was allowed to come in. And says Rebbe of Sadigura, so now there was a fascinating dynamic that happened. You get to the base medrash. The door is shut. It's locked. Not only that, there's a guard standing in front of the door. So now says Rabbi Sadigura, there are two different types of students. There are some people that say, oh, I tried. I tried, I'm going to do it. I came to the base manager. I came to learn. I was prepared to grow spiritually and self-actualize, but what am I going to do? The door is closed, the door is shut, and there's a guard standing in front of it. Okay, I did my part, Shalom Yisrael, I'm going home. And then there was a second kind of student. And the second kind of student says, okay, the front door is locked. I'm going to find a back way in. The front door is locked. I'm going to find a different way to finish. I'm going to find it. I'm not, I'm not getting locked out. I'm not going to stand on the other side. I'm not living my life on the other side of the door of personalistic accomplishment. I'm going to find my way in some way, somehow. There's got to be a back door. There's got to be a window that was left ajar. There's got to be some way in. And so they would run, they would walk around the perimeter of the building over and over and over until they found some way in. Says the Rebbe of Sadigura. That's how Rabbi Gamil was able to see who was Toho Kibaro? Who is the genuine person? The genuine person is the person who, when he wants something, does not allow locked doors to stand in his way. He finds a way through. He finds a way around. I need it. I must have it. I must accomplish. And nothing could stand in my way. That, says the Rebbe of Sadigura. That said Rabbi Gamliel. See, what was Rabbi Gamliel really trying to do? Rabbi was trying to really distinguish between the people who say they want accomplishment, but it's really just lip service, versus the people who really want accomplishment. And how can you tell there's a team of two? When it's just lip service, the moment there's a locked door, you just simply turn yourself around. The people who really want it with all of their heart and soul, they're going to find a way in. And the Rebbe of Sadigur is teaching us such an incredibly profound lesson. Because whether his approach was correct or incorrect, I'm sorry, Rabbi Gamliel's approach was correct or incorrect for the masses in the base Medrash, the lesson is a profound one and is an eternal truth. Just like the Aron, just like the Ark, we each have to strive to be Toho Kibaro. Not just gold on the outside, not just to project an image of piety, but to be truly pious on the inside as well. And how does that occur? How does that happen? How do you become a genuine person? The truth is the genuinity, I know it's not a word, but it sounds good. The genuinity of a person, you know when the genuine kite, do you know when it's really tested? When you encounter obstacles and roadblocks in life. What happens when you want to accomplish something and suddenly there's a locked door? What happens when you want to accomplish something and suddenly there's an obstacle? What happens when you want to accomplish something and suddenly it just gets ridiculously difficult? Do I give up? Do I turn around? Do I say, oh no, 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 I tried. I tried. A for effort. Right? And then go home, put my head on the pillow. Okay, I tried. Or do I say, no, I'm not giving up. I have to accomplish. There are things I have to do. And no matter how many locked doors I may run into, I'm going to find a way in.
I'm going to find a way around. You see, at the end of the day, what it means to be an Aron Jew, what it means to be a Toho Kibaro Jew, is that if I believe that something has to be accomplished, something has to be done, I will not let locked doors stand in my way. I will find a way through. I will find a way forward. That's what it means to be an Aron Jew, to be a Toho Kibaro Jew, to be a Rabbi Gamliel Jew. I'm not giving up. So often in life we start things. And whatever the things may be, we start working on our life relationships. A person starts working on a marriage, relationships with children, relationships with friends, relationships with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I start working on myself as a person. I want to enhance my learning. I want to enhance my midos. I want to enhance my tefillah. And I'm gung-ho, I'm ready. And then what happens? It gets difficult. There's a challenge. There's an obstacle. There's a hurdle. There's a roadblock. There's a locked door. And so often when we encounter these obstacles and locked doors in life, we just give up. We just walk away. We just turn on, we make ourselves feel better by saying, okay, I tried. I tried. I put in the effort. I tried. But what could I do? The door was locked. And the Torah Kedosh is teaching us in Parashas Truma, you have to be an Aron. Got to be gold on the inside, gold on the outside. It's not just enough to say I tried. It's not just enough to project external piety. You've got to be all in. And being all in means even when the door is locked, you find your way around. You find your way into the building. You find your way to accomplish. Maybe Zochem Hashem. To not just be gold on the outside, but to be gold on the inside. So when we set out to do something, maybe Zochem to never let any locked door stand in our way. Wishing everyone a good night of Shabbos and a beautiful Shabbos Kodesh.